what up what up folks what's going on welcome to episode number 30 of the spun today podcast i'm your host tony ortiz thank you very much for listening really appreciate it i am back from dr from punta cana like i told you guys uh previously uh that i was gonna be away that's why i pre-recorded a few episodes and had an amazing time uh we my fiance and i went to Julia Raul's wedding, my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and had a really awesome time. It was a really beautiful wedding. Uh, all the their family got together, and you know we're in the Caribbean. You know we make a vacation out of it, stay there I think like six days, and the wedding uh, was like a, a complete success all around. No complaints at all. Um, definitely not from any of the guests. We had an amazing time and also surprisingly, because there's always like something that like goes wrong traditionally, um, at least in my experience from, you know, friends weddings and other families weddings um, with a bride and or groom, they're like dissatisfied with something. But thankfully, that wasn't the case this time. Julia and I, you know, both had a really good time at their wedding. They were, they were also surprisingly able to like really enjoy it um from what i've heard in other uh, wedding experiences the bride and groom are always you know like just doing things like step by step by step and doing this with the photographer and that with the videographer and you know having to like meet and greet with all the guests and and they're kind of like hitting their mark um you know throughout the entire like event and don't really get to like be into it and enjoy it um but that wasn't the case in this one they both had a really good time as well as everybody else that that attended so it couldn't have gone gone any better so thank you to judy raul and i wish you guys the best uh, always then you know definitely thanks for for having us kind of gave my fiance the wedding bug and um uh, which is good, you know, it gives us, gives us, uh, um, you know, something to speak about and a good idea of, you know, the whole, um, destination wedding, um, route, if we, you know, choose to go that route. Um, they had a wedding planner, which I used to think wasn't necessary. Um, and it, because to me, it was like, you know, if you get a place, why do you need, you know, somebody to decorate it? Just decorate that shit yourself. But I was really able to see what the, like, how, like, detail-oriented and uh, a wedding planner can be a good one. And, you know, uh, you know what they do, basically. Because I just literally had no idea. Like, I didn't know, like, what, they, what their purpose was. Because if it was, like, just to decorate shit, I could fucking youtube and google shit and fucking throw some decorations together you know what i mean um but yeah you definitely get to see get to see their hand and and their expertise and in, in the whole thing and that definitely helps the like the wedding come together and it's not you know mandatory it's not like you can't have you know a beautiful nice wedding without uh, a wedding planner because i've been to other weddings without wedding planners and you know some were shitty some weren't and i've been to one that i believe had a wedding planner which wasn't all that 
this one was you know everything just worked out amazingly well so i guess like anything else you just gotta you know do your research into who you hire and stuff like that to to work with you and shit um but yeah the, the most important part i think out of the whole thing out of that whole experience is that the like the bride and groom in that situation julian and i were able to be present and be like in you know enjoy their moment and you know not just have to look back on it um in hindsight like th- with pictures and videos and stuff like that like like you it, it felt and from like their accounts like they really had a good time you know and i think that's really important because at the end of the day it's you know you're doing it like f- for with your family and stuff but it shouldn't be for them it should be for for you too in my opinion and what else um so yeah i'm back from dr everything went awesome and i am going i'm recording this episode what's today september 14th uh 2015 and i'm recording it today obviously right now and it's going to be released on september 24th uh, which is when the next episode comes out and i am going to be in india at that time so i'm pre-recording this about a week earlier than usual um I'm going back to India for a couple of weeks for work, and I plan to do some podcasting there uh, again, like I did last time. Uh, if you guys missed that, there's an episode, I forget which numbers they are, but they're titled India Part 1 and India Part 2, and it's pretty much my last, my previous and first trip to to India, uh, and my experience like with the, with the, their culture and, you know, just generally with the, the experience as a whole. And, you know, experiencing, a, you know, just being on the other side of the planet for the first time. Minus, you know, like all the work shit. Um, so, yeah, check that out if you guys want to. And if you don't want to, go fuck yourself. But check out the next one, India Part 3. Seems like a, a good title for it. <laughs> I'll be recording that while I'm out there. And... Yeah, it's probably the next episode after this one. It's probably going to be that one. What else? Uh, speaking of being present, I just finished reading The Present, actually. A book uh, titled The Present by Spencer Johnson. He's the dude that wrote Who Moved My Cheese, uh, which is uh, like a number one bestseller. Um, and my brother made me read back in like high school. And I remember liking it, but I want to reread it because I think I'll like be able to appreciate it like on a different level uh, now. Um, and from reading the present, it's pretty it's pretty good. I recommend it if you guys want to check it out. It's a, like a quick read. You could do it like in you know if you're a slow reader like me, two or three sittings, um, or four or five sittings. <laughs> and uh, but you know, average and and people that you know enjoy reading just read that shit in like one sitting i think it's like i'll tell you right now i have it in front of me it's like 100 pages 110 pages something like that and it's like a the title is like a double entendre but it's uh called the present as in like the gift um on the cover it has like a little little gift box with a uh ribbon ribbon and bow um but it is about giving yourself the gift of being able to be present and being in the moment and 
engulfing yourself in whatever's in front of you and what you're doing and giving that your all and you know you know bringing your focus back to to that whenever you know you're you know going crazy and thinking about a bunch of shit and stressing and and stuff like that it's about you know honing in on the moment and um maximizing that and if you're if you do that consistently enough uh, throughout and you're like always present and you're always bettering whatever is in front of you then um you know down the line you're like your past is you know something good to look back on and your future you you build up to be something uh just as positive and it's a pretty good read it's a pretty good uh concept uh to try to to implement into your lives um and yeah that's uh again the present by spencer johnson i put a link or we'll be putting a link in the episode notes of this episode so if you want uh just go to that and uh check that out and i just got an alert on my phone that says king of the dot entertainment just uploaded the KOTD rap battle pat stavers immaculate world domination five the title match i gotta check that shit out um Spoiler alert, Pat Stay loses. Um, but I haven't checked out the battle yet. I didn't like pay for the pay-per-view or whatever. Uh, but I'm definitely going to check that out. They had some good battles, too, in that, that like card. I'm looking forward to checking that out. And probably speak about that next time during the uh, like intro and outro and stuff like that. Uh, what else? I'm reading now the... Um, uh, what's it called? The uh, Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu um originally by Lao Tzu it's translated by someone else whose name I do not remember and I'll let you guys know how that is I'm literally just like it there it's like 81 uh individual kind of like poem things not necessarily poetry but I don't know how to explain it little poems I guess but supposed to be like some deep philosophical shit and uh i've just read like four of them four or five of them so far so can't really speak to it yet um kind of goes with this free writing episode where i'm going to read to you guys a poem that i actually attempted to write well not attempted to i wrote it but you know i'm attempting to write it off as being poetry so you guys tell me what you think of it uh once i do read that to you guys um so it kind of goes with that definitely you know i'm not comparing it like in the level wise but because of course you know Lao Tzu ain't got shit on me but um just kidding um yeah uh i'll speak more about that once i once i finish that book and um look more into it you know what actually let me read you guys i read you guys there's actually two that i noted down that were interesting that i wanted to you know, really, like, read again and mull over in my mind, and, you know, they're just, like, eight sentence, like, little pieces, so let me, let me read to you guys two of them, actually. And I could actually tell you guys that it's translated by Stephen Mitchell, or Stephen Mitchell, depending on how he pronounces it 
and I'm up to number seven, actually, seven of 81. Let's see. Number two. This one's actually a little bit long. Um, but, you know, it's not that, nothing huge. Here it goes. This is number two from the Tao Te Ching. When people see some things as beautiful, others... other bleh. When people see some things as beautiful, other things become ugly. When people see some things as good, other things become bad. Being and non-being create each other. Difficult and easy support each other. Long and short define each other. High and low depend on each other. Before and after follow each other. Therefore, the master acts without doing anything and teaches without saying anything. Things arise and she lets them come. Things disappear and she lets them go. She has but doesn't possess. Acts but doesn't expect. When her work is done, she forgets it. That is why it lasts forever. Definitely sounds like some deep shit that I... I gotta try to process. But I like it. On its surface, I like it. Um, And this is number four. This one's short. Uh, The Tao is like a well. Used but never used up. It is like the eternal void filled with infinite possibilities. It is hidden but always present. I don't know who gave birth to it. It is older than God. And it's like, uh, like I said, it's 81 different, I don't know, little, little poems. I don't, I don't know what else to call them. Little anecdotes, little, little insightful pieces. And that's what I'm reading now. I think I heard about it on the, uh, the Drunken Taoist podcast, actually, with uh, Daniele Bolelli. Or was it Arby Marcus's? podcast the warrior poet podcast i think he changed it now to rb marcus um but it, it was i mean i i've heard of it before but what made me like really want to read it now it was someone answering someone on one of those podcasts answering the question of if you had only i don't know three books if you were on a deserted island and for the rest of your life and you could only take three books with you what would you take and like that was like the first one that they said um which uh piqued my interest and got me to buy it but yeah more on more on that when i finish it or um you know just like i do with with the books that i'm reading you know certain certain things that inspire me to free write i write about and um that's usually the stuff that you find in the free writing se- section of my website, spontaneity.com forward slash free writing. And which is the inspiration behind, 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 behind these uh, free writing episodes. So you probably hear more about it before I finish it. Um, what else? Mm, coming up on the one year anniversary of the Spun Today podcast, fucking time flies. 
I still don't feel like I've really found my my podcast voice or my voice or whatever you want to call it. Or maybe I haven't. It's just this. And this is what we're stuck with, folks. <laughs> but um, it's definitely something I enjoy doing a lot. I uh, I feel like it's um, whatever the opposite of like a, a vicious cycle, vicious circle uh, type of thing is. Um, whatever the opposite of that is, is what this is. Because I feel like this inspires and motivates me to write and vice versa. My writing inspires me to podcast and it's kind of like... Um, well, I guess a vicious circle if you don't like it, any of the, any of the content. But um, uh, for me, it's, you know, like I've said before, podcasting is awesome. It's, it's um, writing is cathartic and it makes me feel better. Podcasting helps me vent. And, you know, it all, it all uh, kind of like gels together for me and it makes sense. Maybe the first episode was September 29th, 2014. So whenever you guys hear this it's uh, just shy of one year so thank you for those of you that have supported throughout the the past year and those that will continue to do so down the line really appreciate you guys um but yeah that's it's sick fucking time really does fly yo if you guys would like I made up some uh, spun today bookmarks to go in the future New York Times bestselling uh, books by Tony Ortiz. And you guys can get the bookmark in advance and I'll owe you guys the book, but you will get that too eventually. Um, if any of you guys are interested or if you want, I've tweeted a picture of it in the past. You guys can look for it in my feed. Maybe I'll like retweet that again. Um, but anybody who is interested, just hit me up. Um, you'll have to give me your address for me to mail it out to you. Um, but I will, if you don't mind that, or if you have some sort of like PO box or, you know, work address or, you know, something more public, if you don't feel like giving me your address, then definitely understandable. But anybody wants one, can't have one reach out to me, hit me up on Twitter at spun today and, um, or, or, uh, you know, just email me spun today at gmail.com. Hit me up through the contact page on my website and reach out to me, whichever way you choose to, I'm pretty accessible and I'll mail one out to you and thanks in advance for the support. Which one of yous are into fantasy? fantasy football you know basketball baseball that you know like fantasy games and shit this podcast is not sponsored by DraftKings because i have like half a dozen listeners but i do enjoy fantasy football and i wanted to tell you guys about my draft i'm trying to look for the app here to open it up i had my draft uh the day after i came back from dr actually um, I had my uh, fantasy football draft. Let me tell you my my dilemma here with fantasy football, or not dilemma, my my uh, history with it. The very first year that I got into it, I won the league that year. My very very first year, so I was like, oh, I got this shit. This shit's easy. Um. I knew shit about football. 
and the reason why I got into fantasy is because I wanted to get into football. Um, cause I'm not, not like a huge sports guy. I'm not like the, like the, um, you know, dude that spits out stats and knows all the players on every team on, you know, even my favorite team or every team and like shit like that. I'm a casual sports fan. I have the teams that I root for, which are usually the underdogs, um, uh, for football, it's the jets, uh, baseball, it's the Mets. I'm a Queens kid. Um, what else? The basketball, I actually picked the winner. Um, I'm a Lakers fan. And that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. You know, a dude from New York rooting for the Lakers. But when I was in junior high, I think like seventh grade, if I'm not mistaken, that's when uh, in like 96 when Kobe got drafted. And he was like instantly my favorite my favorite player. And I like I knew like I picked him like I knew he was going to be a great uh, greatest of all time, arguably. <clears throat> um, and, you know, it was a time that I was I was into, like, playing basketball a lot. You know, that's when you still have those aspirations of, you know, uh, I'm going to play in the NBA one day, like that type of shit, even though I'm, like, 5'6". <laughs> and, um, um, but, yeah, since, you know, I've always been a Lakers fan since, since then, haven't looked back. And... Um, so yeah, I'm not, you know, I wanted to get into fantasy football as a means to get that much more into, into football. Shout out to my boy, Pablo, uh, who showed me kind of like the ropes and stuff like that. And, uh, big Steve that hooked me up with the, uh, fantasy league and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it definitely was, it's something it's a, a good tool in that sense to like get you into into something because it you know it forces you to follow it forces you to get to know you know different players names and positions and who does what and and um it's interesting shit so i've been into it i like doing it um i've done like for like at work they have like a fantasy baseball league a fantasy uh basketball league and other fantasy football leagues i just do the one fantasy football league um, I've tried the basketball league and you literally have to do that shit every single day. I've done it like twice. Um, did decent in it. I think I made it to the playoffs one of those years. And, um, uh, the baseball one also, you have to do it every single fucking day. And it's too much. I don't think I'm doing either one of those this year. And, but the football one, you know, I enjoy it. you know, once a week, you, you know, you have multiple games a week. You have the Thursday night game, the Monday night game, and then all the Sunday games. So you kind of have to watch it. You know, you can't just sleep sleep on it. But you don't have to be on top of it every single day. You know what I mean? And whatever. Long story short, the first year that I did it, I fucking demolished the whole fucking league. I think I, I went, um, if I remember correctly, I was undefeated until I had a bye week. I remember that's the that's the year that Drew Brees broke the passing passing uh passing yards record and also had ray rice when he fucking was beasting you know before he started like punching chicks out and shit and um it was like a sick combination um so yeah if i remember correctly the either breeze and ray rice or just ray rice and like two or three other players had a bye week on the same week and for those of you that don't know which i didn't at the time <laughs> before i started fantasy a bye week is like every every team in the nfl they play 16 games and 
during those 16 weeks, uh, 16 weekly games, each team gets a bye week, which is a week off. And obviously, you know, they don't all get it like on the same day, on the same week or whatever. Um, they spread it out throughout the season. Some teams have the bye week the third week. Some teams have it the 11th week and, you know, every week in between um, and before and after whatever. I think actually the third week or the fourth week is the first bye week. Um, uh, anyway, I had the the bye week for like a few top players the same week that I had the matchup with the dude that was in second place and he beat me and he had all his players and shit and um uh but I always had you know I was like fuck like I know I would have taken him if it wasn't for the bye week and then I was able to you know put my money where my mouth is kind of because I met him in the Super Bowl of the fantasy league it was me and him again obviously we had all our players and i blew him out the box and won um which was very satisfying and um yeah that was my first year playing fantasy then there's been this is what this is there were three years after that this is my fifth year doing it so there was three years after that the very next year i finished in last place and the year after that, I finished in like ninth place, and then last year I finished in eleventh place. It's a, a twelve-team league, and this year I'm gonna take it all, of course. Um, but yeah, I've been on a little hiatus uh, since that first year, and yeah, definitely plan to take it this year. Let me let me tell you guys my team. It's a three wide receiver league and I had 12th pick. I had last pick. And even though I had last pick, Yahoo for whatever it's worth, I know they're fucking awful lot, but they gave me a B with my uh like drafting strategy or whatever, like the like they give you grades like A, B, C, D, fucking B plus, F. Uh they gave me a B and they project me uh, season wide to to finish in second they're off by one but yeah my team is i had a really really good draft i was happy with my draft with the exception of wide receivers i'm really weak in that position but i have drew Brees, i have deshaun jackson i have julian edelman uh tory smith um cj anderson which fucked up this week Frank Gore, both of which, like, they both got hurt or, you know, out of the game or whatever. I have uh, Gronkowski, which went fucking ape shit. I have Tevin Coleman, another running back, uh, so, who's supposed to do good things. I handcuffed CJ Anderson. Uh, what was it? Yeah, CJ Anderson with um, uh, Ronnie Hillman. Uh, I have A. Setter Austin or A. Seraphim Jenkins, the tight end, which went um, pretty apeshit also in week one. And I'm trying to trade him for like a decent wide receiver. We'll see if anybody bites because I have Gronk for um, as a tight end. And I just took him as a backup. Um, and since he had a monster first week, hopefully somebody bites and uh trades me a decent uh wide receiver uh then i have 
a few other wide receivers, which probably ain't going anywhere. Um, Malcolm Floyd, Michael Crabtree, and L. Hankerson, whoever that is. I don't even know what that is. Leonard Hankerson. Um, my kicker is the Detroit kicker, Prater. And I have New York Jets defense, which did awesome this week also. And that's my fantasy team. Tell me what you guys think. Any, any of you that are that are into fantasy or play. Um, there's a, a podcast, actually, that I listen to. I just listen to it every, like, I know they have, like, throughout the year. Um, and they speak about, you know, different fantasy sports. I just, uh, like, su- uh, subscribe and download it or whatever during, like, football season. And it's um, Matthew Berry's uh, Fantasy Focus uh, football espn and i listened to a couple other ones like the football guys podcast and um this one's my favorite i don't like that nate rabbits isn't there anymore but the other dude that's there now um is, is pretty good actually he grew on me um but matthew barry i think is the man and he puts out a lot of like free content like free articles and it rankings every week and you know gives you like a breakdown of you know what players to play and why and you know in his opinion and He's right more often than he's not, and uh, yeah, it's a and it's an entertaining podcast, whatever to listen to. They do picks on the podcast also, like uh, like uh, weekly pickums. Um, if you guys ever play anything like that, like at work we do it. Um, which you pretty much just uh, pick a team against the spread, and and you know they they analyze they analyze games basically before they happen and then afterwards and um stefania bell is on there too she's like a some sort of doctor and you know speaks about like all the injuries and how bad they are and what the teams are reporting in terms of injuries and what the expectations are for a player to come back and stuff like that it's pretty cool it gives you like a a bit of an edge i think if you're into fantasy you know just to listen to experts of the shit and they actually have a they have a show on TV called um, Fantasy Football Now that they usually give on Sundays right before like a kickoff, like an hour before, and they go through it. And it it's pretty much more of that type of stuff, um, just in podcast form. And you get a couple episodes a week, so you're able to get more out of it. So check that shit out if you guys want to. Um, fuck this chair squeaks like a motherfucker. I gotta get a new chair. Shit's all fucking ripped and shit too. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I saw an interesting Vice piece uh, recently, which I had heard of, and I, I saw, uh, I think I heard of it in, uh, probably on Rogan's podcast, or um, definitely on a podcast, most likely is, um, and I want to say that, it, whatever, I saw like headlines and shit like this, you know, a while back, but I had never like really looked into it. And I saw Vice did a piece about it. It's about um, cancer, like cutting edge cancer, like treatments, like new age uh, treatments that that are coming out. And it's the one where they use like different diseases, different, uh, not diseases, uh, viruses to attack uh, cancer cells. And they, you know, it's available now on on, probably on Vice.com, but I saw it on Vice's uh, HBO show on the HBO On Demand. And it's really interesting. It's fucking amazing how they develop stuff like this. I was watching it with my fiance, and it was just like, how the fuck do they come up with this type type of shit? 
they use different viruses to attack um, different types of cancer cells. Like they use the measles virus. They use the common cold virus uh, with some guy that had like a brain tumor, cancerous brain tumor. They use the common cold virus in, in that one. They use AIDS, fucking like the HIV virus or the AIDS, AIDS like disease or virus or whatever also and it's it's shown you know obviously not 100 percent successful but it's it has shown like a shitload of success um supposedly the aids uh virus one was, has been the most uh successful like the the t-cells from it or something like that you, you guys have to watch it to to you know get the real technical like breakdowns of it or whatever but which is fucking amazing the the one dude that they that had the brain tumor they like showed his his surgery uh, like parts of it and he was like completely conscious while they like numbed his head but they like cut him open um like it wasn't like one of those like go through your veins like internally kind of kind of deals it was like in pura sangre fucking um well not put out sangre because i guess like they numb him but he's awake like he's conscious like he has to stay speaking with them throughout the process and they cut him open and they're speaking to him and they're like all right you're gonna hear like a sawing sound and they're like drilling into his head and then they take this vial which has like the common cold in it um like billion billions of particles per parsable or whatever the fuck some technical shit and they like inject it into the tumor well first they took out like a piece of the uh, tissues from the brain tumor to confirm that it is cancerous and they go test that again um and confirm that it is and then they take the virus and they inject like billions and billions of fucking um whatever like microbes of that virus into the cancer cells and uh like they followed up with the with the guy that did the treatment um and it went down like the cancer didn't continue growing and it was growing and it's just fucking sick it's fucking amazing um there was this other like little girl that had a cancer she had like leukemia and i think they used the measles virus on her and she you know leukemia she had like no hair no nothing and then um she was like flaquita like like skinny and like they use that and she you know a couple like a few months later i guess or a year later or something like she's in school she's like a nine-year-old girl she has hair um uh, she looked like chubbier and like completely in remission um it's just amazing it's just sick the sickest fucked up part though of the whole thing is this they the doctor that came up with this like concept at some point they it was around the like the wall street um crash like in 2008 um supposedly they used to get their funding from a lot of a lot of donors from like the wall street like market area so once the crash happened they lost their their funding and they just couldn't get funding like from the government from like no one for this like shit that was showing such fucking promise and they can't they couldn't like i don't know some bureaucracy bureaucratical whatever the fucking word is bureaucracy bullshit is what i call it that they 
had to have a certain number of trials in order to try to solicit funding um, through like the normal channels. And they only had like four or five trials at that time that were su- successful. And um, so the dude, the doctor, and I guess the patient or something like that just submitted the story to the New York Times and it got plastered like on the cover of the New York Times. They got picked up by a bunch of major papers and then funding fucking blew up from there. So they had to go through like these other avenues or whatever. Imagine that doctor would have fucking like given up and not done it. And this could be like one of the fucking hopefully knock on wood fucking solutions to to like ending cancer or at least you know steps in the direction of being able to fucking end that fucking bullshit and you know just do this fucking not having funding you know not being able to pursue it and i don't know the math just doesn't add up in the fucking world sometimes they have like billions and trillions of dollars being wasted on fucking dumb shit well, whatever. That part's just fucking, like, insane. It's frustrating. But it's awesome, thank God, for fucking people that fucking could do shit like that and come up with fucking ideas like that and test it and know how to. And it's fucking amazing. It fascinates me. All right, so, yeah. Without uh, further ado, the free writing portion of the episode, which is where I'm going to read... Uh, like I told you guys before, my attempt at writing a poem, which I titled There's Greatness There. Um, this, just to give you guys a little bit of context, the I wrote this literally right after watching uh, Whiplash, the movie, um, which just inspired me to, to write. You know, like I've said... In the past, you know, certain movies or songs or just like amp you up, you know what I mean? Like they get they get you into whatever the fuck it is that you're into. And for me, that thing is writing. And I thought it was a dope movie. And I just wrote this right after. Um, which I guess we could reflect and see if there's like any correlation, like with the movie. I guess like the general like tone of it uh, of this little piece, but try not to laugh too much and let me know what you guys think after this all right so there's greatness there like a diamond in the rough or a shave after the scruff there's greatness there somewhere within the depths of deep where willows weep there's greatness there where knowledge meets creativity where sorrow meets sensitivity there's greatness there where lies meet regret, and regret foresees enough to secede, there's greatness there. Where tolerance and compassion merge, where discipline meets urge, there's greatness there. There's greatness in you. That's it. I'll give you guys a second to uh, sit back down from you know, standing up and giving me a standing ovation on that one. Um, but yeah, that's my attempt at writing a poem. If you guys want to read it yourselves and get a bit more into it, it's, uh, you can find it at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. Again, the title is there's greatness there. And it was posted on September 12th, 2015, but I wrote it months ago and I didn't put the date on here that I actually wrote it. Um, 
see, to me, and for those of you that don't know any of like the free writing stuff, like I usually like break it down and see if there's anything in it that stands out. Like when I actually like read it and reflect on it, it's kind of like each, each, I don't know. I don't know what they're called in poetry, but each, I don't know, like little section. You know, I, how it's like two phrases, then there's greatness there, two phrases, there's greatness there, whatever that's called. Um, each one is kind of opposites in a way. Um, and the general tone of it is how like two, not necessarily opposites, but maybe two things kind of like a juxtaposition type of thing where two i guess that is opposites right but looking at every line i guess it doesn't work for every line but it's hmm. how do i explain this shit i can't even explain it to myself it's like the beauty or greatness however you want to look at it that's not necessarily at the like on that first layer it's not like at the top like a diamond in the rough there's greatness there like in that diamond in the rough but you might not know it at you know at face value because it's a diamond that's covered up you know by all this like shit it's in the rough still you know you gotta dig it up dig it out polish it and then there's your greatness then the line after that is or a shave after the scruff you know how good it fucking feels after you shave after you're fucking scruffy like i am right now and you shave and you're fucking nice and smooth, just feeling like fresh to death, like when you get a fresh cut. There's greatness there. Um, <laughs> what else? Let's see. Somewhere within the depths of deep where willows weep, there's greatness there. So it's like a weeping willow tree. Like there's like beauty within that, you know, whether you like whether you like the aesthetics of how like a weeping willow looks like the tree you know it looks all like droopy and shit whether you like that look or not like there's still greatness within that because of it just being and being able to be it and like being a weeping willow then what else let's see another line where lies meet regret there's greatness there so i guess like if you've ever lied and like you feel that remorse or regret or have been lied to and you wish that that person feels that remorse or regret like within that moment between the lie and the regret like there is like that greatness there which i guess is in that context like more of a sense of closure then you have let's see another one that i like where discipline meets urge um there's greatness there within that uh to me it's like a lot of times you have the urge to do something or the or like the want like you want to do something but you don't do shit um maybe something that you're planning to do that you keep putting off um but when you couple that urge with the actual discipline to like get it done and like stick to it and do it there's greatness within that um but yeah that's that's what i got out of it when i was writing it and now more so when i'm reading it and reflecting on it let me know what you guys think 
Again, you can check it out at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. It's a post from September 12, 2015. You can comment right there. Um, you can like it. You can share it. And or just, you know, reach out to me on Twitter at spuntoday or uh, email me uh, through my contact page at spuntoday.com forward slash contact or uh, just email me straight up at spuntoday at gmail.com. And I just have that piece for you guys today. And there, I'm going to get all the, um, all the, uh, what do you call it? The, I don't know, fucking logistics, I guess you would call it out of the way, uh, before the last thing that I want to tell you guys, uh, which kind of falls in line with the whole fucking romantic tone of this episode, you know, speaking about weddings and poetry and shit and the romance that is fantasy football <laughs> um yeah let me t- let me get all this stuff out the way first uh like i told you guys if anybody that wants a a bookmark hit me up let me know it's nothing fancy it has the spun today logo on it it has my little catchphrase at the end it's a uh double-sided um the little catchphrase that i that i say at the end of every episode for those of you that listen you know it for those of you that don't it's substitute it's like i don't know kind of like my motto for this whole shit this whole writing thing and podcasting and stuff like that and it's substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams which is pretty much you know all the thoughts and and doubts that you have in your mind that that you know it's really you getting in the way of yourself and like blocking yourself off from doing something because you think you have to go about it you know through a certain route fuck all that shit just work hard and aim towards it and you'll figure it out as you go um and you know it just has that on it it's white it's you know like on a on a thick piece of you know it's not like it's not flimsy um and it's pretty dope i like it you know i'm biased obviously but (laughs) um anybody that wants it hit me up let me know um also the questionnaire on my website uh for those of you that uh haven't read it it's a five question questionnaire you can find it at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire and it's five questions designed to uh let other people know what it is that inspired not not just what inspires you but it's about something that inspires you and how you get out of your own way and get yourself to do it and you know um it's just five questions and it could help other people and you know figure out how to you know stop being lazy fucks and actually like pursue something and you know we share tips Uh, a few people have filled it out i read the responses to your answers on the free writing episodes of the podcast and you guys can check that out and you know decide for yourselves if you want to fill it out or not and also you can remain anonymous if you choose to I won't say who it was that filled filled it out. Uh, what else? Um, open invitation for any any writers or creators, you know. And it doesn't have to be writers of fucking novels and books and stuff like that. It could be you know battle rap writers. You know, I think um, the shit that you guys come up with is fucking dope. Um, screenwriters, you know, anybody that does anything creative, uh, you know, painters, poets, whatever. Um, hit me up if you want to be on the podcast and. Uh, just shoot the shit basically 
Um, you can check out photos. I like taking pictures of shit. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a photographer by any stretch of the imagination, but it's something that I enjoy doing at times. And I post pictures up on the website at spuntoday.com forward slash photography. You guys can check that out. Download pictures there for free if you want. Um, I actually have one set as my desktop right now, which is which I thought came out pretty dope. And I liked it. Um, there's a bunch on there like that um, that you guys might like. So check it out. And if for whatever reason you want to purchase uh, like a print, like a, a frame uh, photography uh, of that uh, photography or like a poster or whatever, you guys can do so at crated.com forward slash spun today created is c-r-a-t-e-d slash uh sorry dot com forward slash spun today and you know you can order straight through there also if you guys shop on amazon please do so using my amazon link you can find it under a page on my website which i recently changed what's the name of it it is affiliate links that's the the page on the website spontaneity.com forward slash affiliate links and there you'll find links to amazon and to itunes any shopping that you do on either site please go to my site first click on the banner it'll take you to the site you do all your shopping like you normally do it does not cost you anything extra but both amazon and itunes will kick me back a few pennies on the dollar um just for uh driving traffic towards their website uh, which would help support the podcast and me so I would appreciate that if you guys want to want to check that out. Um, also, please rate and review the podcast on both iTunes and or Stitcher. That's very helpful. Helps the podcast gain exposure. It's pretty self-explanatory. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Spun Today. Um, both of those like the Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Uh, if you guys want to sign up to my newsletter, you can do so on my website, at the very bottom of the contact page, spuntoday.com forward slash contact. At the bottom of the page, you can fill out um, your name and email address, and you will be signed up to my newsletter, and I let you know whenever there's a new short story uh, that I put up on there, which I'm getting very fucking close to finishing my rickshaw story that I started writing in India during my last trip. Um, it's taken a bunch of unexpected turns in my mind that i was not expecting um but it's coming out pretty dope and i like it i'm happy with it so far so hopefully i will wrap that up soon and have that up on the website uh, but until then you can check out the other short stories that are on there at spuntoday.com forward slash short stories um and like i've told you guys in the past the podcast is also available on youtube and on tumblr and you can you know listen on on those forums if you choose to uh, links to those are on my website also at the very bottom of every page there's uh, like this footnote section that links to you know youtube tumblr um facebook twitter all that good shit and check that out so now before i wrap up um i'm going to wrap up with a song by juan lee juan luis guerra which for you non uh, Spanish speakers is like the fucking, he's the man. He's like the fucking Frank Sinatra of DR. He's a singer, um, a worldwide, world-renowned artist, and uh, he's really dope. He's the man. He's like well-respected across like all different genres of of Hispanic music at, at least, and I'm sure like a lot of crossover shit also. And 
there's I'm gonna read you guys there's a song called uh Te Regalo Una Rosa and I was listening to it with my girl the other day in the car and there was this line in it that like stood out to me uh, for the first time ever I had never noticed it before uh which is really cool when stuff like that happens um and you know after all this podcast is about like writing and lyric you know not necessarily lyrics but lyrics are writing and just like the magic of fucking words which i really find fascinating in you know whether it's fucking romantic music like this or fucking you know spanish or english or battle raps or hip-hop or you know novels or poems or uh philosophical shit um movies and uh this stood out to me this one line so i want to read you guys i'm gonna read in spanish and you know try to loosely translate it to english i know certain things are going to get lost in translation so my uh spanish-speaking listeners are probably going to get this more but i don't want to leave you english folk out either i'm just going to read the like the chorus section of it and then i'm going to highlight to you guys the line that stood out to me and and the reason why i'm bringing it up um the chorus goes ay 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 amor uh, eres la rosa que me da calor Eres el sueño de mi soledad, un letargo de azul, un eclipse de mar. Pero ay, 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 amor, yo soy satélite y tú eres mi sol. Un universo de agua mineral, un espacio de luz que solo llenas tú, ay, amor. I know my voice sounds raspy. I have no fucking timing and shit like that. So it sounds like shit when I say it. But I'm going to end the podcast with the song so you guys can actually hear how it sounds and how legit it is um not to translate it and then i'll highlight the uh sentence into it that stood out to me for the first time um he says ay, 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 my love um you are the rose that gives me warmth you are the dream of my solid solitary solidarity un letargo de azul i have no idea what letargo means um let's see if we can find out actually got the fucking internet here right slow as fucking computer though un letargo de azul letargo letargo in english un letargo de azul it's a something of blue. Azul means blue. Um, it's loading up. Speaking of blue, I saw um, Straight Outta Compton this weekend. And dope movie. You guys got to check that shit out. Un letargo de azul. Lethargy. A lethargy of blue. Hmm. Interesting. Well... I told you guys it'll loosely translate. A lethargy of blue. I guess blue like being down. I don't know. Um, un eclipse de mar. It's an eclipse of the sea. And then he says, Ay, 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 amor. Yo soy satélite, tú eres mi sol. Means I am a satellite and you are my sun. And then he says, Un universo de agua mineral is a universe of mineral water un espacio de luz is 
a space of light que solo llenas tú, that only you can fill. Or shine through, I guess, would be a better and more apt translation. Now, the line that stood out to me is un universo de agua mineral, which again in English is a universe of mineral water. I don't know why, but it just like stood out and I wanted to have a conversation about that line in particular with my girl and telling her what I thought it meant that she looked at me like I was crazy. And um, let me know what you guys think about this, but a universe of... Uh, and it's nothing like deep at all. It's like fucking not a like a far-fetched kind of analogy, metaphor, or whatever you want to call it. But I felt like he was saying a universe of mineral water is like the universe. The dark of the universe is the water. And then the minerals in the water, I'm thinking minerals like as in salt, are the stars. And they're, you know, sprinkled throughout the sky throughout the universe of water so yeah that's it it doesn't go further than that un universo de agua mineral a universe of mineral water so a universe filled with stars and that's it folks that's all i got Thank you very much for listening. Episode number 30. Thank you all for listening over the past year. Those of you that have stuck with it, I appreciate it. And I promise to continue uh, giving this shit my all and um, pumping out some some decent content for you guys. And with that said, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. No sé si está desnuda o tiene un solo vestido, no, no lo sé. Si la riega el verano o se embriaga de olvido. Si alguna vez fue amada o tiene amor escondido. párpados caídos el beso más profundo el que se ahoga en un gemido oh, oh, oh. 
te regalo un otoño, un día entre abril y junio, un rayo de ilusiones, un corazón al desnudo. Que solo llenas tú. 